as I throw each one of you a kiss. This is my kind of town, Chicago is my kind of town, Chicago is my kind of people too. Good evening. Good evening. It is Sunday, September 4th, 2022, and we're here at the Here for a Reason studio. Yeah, we are. And uh, I'm Mary Beth Kennedy. And I'm Vicki Boyer. Um, what, are we, uh, what are we talking about today? I mean, we have uh, an important interview. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we have an interview coming up mm-hmm. um, with a special guest and you know, just a few things I have written down, but we can actually just talk about whatever you want to. Um, I wanted to say that our, the weather has been quite nice lately. I think so. Yeah, it's been warm and um, end of summery. We're winding, yeah, we're winding down. We're winding you can feel it, right? Oh my God, I feel the shift. And the mercury is about to go into retrograde. You know that, right? Oh, I thought it already did. <laughs> no, it will on the 9th. I'm just, you know, I'm just letting you know if anybody and else wants to know. That's it. I don't think it's going to make, well, I think I'm feeling it. I, th- I think things feel almost like more normal when they're kind of like going awry sometimes, right? It, it feels too good to be true when everything's like yeah. moving along too well. It's it like seems almost something's like, got to crash, right? Yeah, like the calm before the storm uh-huh. feeling when uh-huh. everything is okay. It's just like, uh-oh, this We're, is right. quiet. And like like I am, and I may believe you are, we're like used to this, like misfortunes, like, mm-hmm. this is, and it's not normal for these things to not be happening, right. flowing, like, oh my God, this is great. Oh yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not right? normal for, uh, in, in our lives, you know, for things just to go smoothly. It's really you know? not. No. It's something, there's almost feels like, it almost feels normal now for something to be, you know, mm-hmm. pressing, you know. Right. During during everything, you know, like during our friend Socrates' adventure of getting back mm, to the Congo, Burundi, that kind of feeling oh, yeah. felt and familiar. Burundi. Yeah, that was yeah. horrible. Yeah, it was like the worst. It was a lot of stress. It was something you oh, had to God. focus on. Yeah, and it was demanding your attention constantly. It's like you cannot be safe to sleep. You're in a war, and it's not during your own time anymore. It's no. going to be like you have to do something. This person needs it. You know, it's our buddy Socrates in mm-hmm. Rwanda. He's a great guy, but he was. He was very high maintenance that week. Well, it wasn't really his fault. It was just the traveling. Uh, we didn't plan for all of these things. Like a the lot COVID of things went things. wrong on his yeah. voyage, right? Yeah, I think that was when Mercury might have been retrograde. I don't know. I don't think so. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But sometimes the things like I, I don't I, things like that. It just seems like they're a little off still, even though. Um, like with Socrates, just traveling. Mm-hmm. I think it was just because the COVID was winding down and there is a lot of restrictions on things. Apparently right? there's just a lot of drama right now with airports. Oh, God, and, I know. But... Um, people freaking out because their, their flight is delayed. I heard about this a lot. You know, it must be people whose lives normally run very smoothly. Because to me, if I if I found out my flight's delayed, I'd be like, okay, I was kind of expecting something, right, something to, pop to not go right. perfectly as timed right. during this. Why would it? Yeah. Right. There's no way, you know. Even if you feel like, you know, you're in control of everything, the universe is just going to remind you. You're not. You know, sooner and later that mm-hmm. you're not, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, that's good wine. So this is what's up, guys. I watched the Netflix show Running with the Devil, The Wild World of John McAfee the other night. Mm, okay. And uh, it, was as, it was as bizarre as you would think. You heard about 
I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, like he's the maker of the McAfee mm-hmm. antivirus yeah, software. Yeah, antivirus. Yeah. Ran out to bullies, and then supposedly he was wanted for murder. Mm-hmm. They fled, and then Vice went with them, and Vice ac- accidentally gave their location, the geocode. Oh, my God. So then everybody found him, and then he was extradited back to U.S., and then, yeah. Anyway, this this um, this documentary, because I think it features a lot of hours with him that they, that they filmed, and they had time with him for a few months. Um, it's very revealing. If you're familiar with John McAfee, it's not it's nothing surprising though. Mm-hmm. The second thing I wanted to say: Did you know that now in between sentences there is only one space and not two when typing? Oh, well, um, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't. I I think that I took like some sort of typing class in like the seventh or eighth grade. I hardly remember. It's, I vaguely remember, but I do me- remember some things, and I remember. There was to be, what, a one-finger space in between words. As mm-hmm. far as sentences, at the end of a sentence, I don't remember exactly, but there were to be two spaces. I don't, yeah, yeah, I mean, but I think reflexively you would probably do two spaces. Like, because that's what we were taught in, mm-hmm. you know, the 90s in school, who right? who the hell writes, like, on a piece of paper anymore and types anything? Well, like, I mean, just in, in any like, kind of word processing on the computer, uh, if you type it with a keyboard. Right. Like, in Microsoft Word now, mm-hmm. I had a seven-page document. Wow. Uh, and I had to go back and find a way to like make it all one space in between the sentences because oh they officially changed it. Oh no! It's like when they stopped doing cursive all of a sudden. I was yeah, like, I know. What? What? After all this? Like, yeah, you guys were like criticizing yeah. my cursive forever. That's horrible. Do you have nice cursive writing? Um, I had like a mixture. I'd always mix it with a uh, print. Not that I didn't know how to do all of it in cursive, but I didn't feel natural for me to like, I have to think of each letter while I'm like writing it. My brain is really weird. It's weirdly wired. I know it is. And I would think about each letter and then some of them will be in print and some of them will be in cursive. Probably like when you're concentrating, it's in cursive. And when you drift off for a second, you start to Yeah, think. I start like, I do the same thinking thing. too much. I'm thinking about other stuff while I'm yeah. writing and I'm like, oh, I not I can't be consistent in my one, in my words. Yeah. But they say that's a sign of like really high intuition if you mix cursive with print. Mm, that's that's what that they makes a lot say. Of sense. It's what it said. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt okay to break the rules too, right? Yeah, it feels good. It's like wow, mm-hmm. it's, I, they could still read this. People, it's still legible, but like you look like a cool person. Like this person's a fucking genius. They don't, they don't even realize they're thinking while they're yeah, writing. Yeah, you can it's see like, mine, right? You can yeah, see I yeah, go I, from cursive. to... Yeah, like, you do the same. You do that. You kind of mix it up. There's like a little bit of cursive. I like the way you do your G's. It's almost like it's like a little curly Q with like mm-hmm. it's a little, it's a little in my T. Head. Yeah, in yeah. my age. Wow. I like your W's. That's cool. I like, oh, you did your E's exactly like I do. Oh my God. I do E's like that backwards three. Okay. Yeah. But look, but you wrote a regular E there. Like it's a lowercase. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm weird. Like I do the same shit. I do it. Wow. Yeah. Like there's nothing really consistent. Then I just break into all caps. Mm-hmm. It's like a doctor's writing. It looks like what the doctor said. My doctor yeah. said, <laughs> the veterinarian I work for, he um, writes very, but he, he would never do it. This is a beautiful J, by the way. This is a cursive J I'm looking at, a capital Cursive J, by the way, everybody, uh-huh. look it up. A capital American English Cursive J. It's beautiful. Yep. And she did a great job with that one. I'm really proud of you with that. Thank you. Um, so how, how far are we into our little spiel? We're oh, six not, minutes in, man. I'd say five to six minutes. Okay. So I feel like we've just talked a lot. We told everybody our life story, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, what yeah. I, yeah. So what's, what's happening in the um, semi-near future? You want to talk about that or no? 
what about the search? The search what? And all right, the Mar-a-Lago oh. search. Oh yeah. What happened? What's happened in the near future is I think Donald is in some trouble now He's because in big trouble. Yeah. There's a bunch of privileged material found like mixed in with like payday uh, rappers and um, you know mm-hmm. trash and just like right random shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, he's a, he's mad because I think it's funny though. They I, searched it, and they're saying, you know, what the hell are you doing with classified stuff here at your house? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just tip. It's just. I like mean, a, do you think this guy is still gonna run? Yeah, <laughs> that's why me and my doctor, doctor said it. The guy I work for, he was. We were talking about this. And uh, he's already I just promising cracking to... up. I just started cracking up because it's like, oh my god, he's still gonna run. He is. He's already promising it. to pardon people when he runs. <laughs> he's already promising to pardon people when after he gets elected after he runs. This is the funniest. This is like a movie. Like it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I just love it. I love that he's still running for president after all of this. It's great. I mean, he's got some balls. It, it, I mean, <laughs> I think it's a way to stay, um, to keep his power in the meantime, because yeah, right. if everyone's thinking he's still got a pool when it comes uh, to right. presidential things, yeah. they're going to be like a little oh. bit more timid about yeah. him. Right. Exactly. But, like this impending thing of him running again is going to happen yeah. and they might steal, he might steal like the Repu- other Republicans votes, the mm. voters that are going to vote for those particular Maybe. Republicans. It's a, it's a possibility. It's a threat to Republican Party is more than even Democrat, I think, at this point, because mm-hmm. everybody's like, shoot, they're not going to elect me if Trump is running against me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to, if you're a Republican, you probably, you, maybe, maybe not, like, you might <laughs> vote like for the, Trump. the popular guy in school, like, oh, the popular rich kid, we're going to have to vote for him. He's the rich boy Yeah, well, I think he's just got a certain number of votes still in the bag <laughs> with certain kind of people, and they're oh, not going to change, I don't think, in the next few years. I don't know when the next, I, I don't even know when the next one is. It seems yeah. like he just got elected. Right, I know. But, you know, um, how about, I what wanted else? to talk about trouble at the border. Okay, what about it? There's been a radical shift of okay. the type of people that are showing up at the border now. It's not like... The border meaning what? Because you got to explain... Mexico. To the Mexico border. Right. The okay. border between, you know, mm-hmm. Texas and Arizona and Mexico. Mm-hmm. There's been a big shift in the type of migrant that is showing up oh, to yeah? come into the country. Like and it's, what? It's not like... It's, it's not as much Mexican and El Salvadorian. It's, yeah, Cuba, mm-hmm. Colombia, Nicaragua, and Venezuelans Interesting. now. Interesting. There's an 11... 11,000% growth in how many of them are now... Northern South America. Yeah. Uh, in that arid region. It's interesting, right? There's yeah. No, like, the, we've got... I think the I think the Mexicans and, like, people from Honduras, El Salvador, they've become more acclimated over the years. Like, getting into the U.S., they have so much connections here. Like, they kind of stopped migrating. And now these other ones, they're, they're you know, there's shit fucked up over there in Colombia and Venezuela, mm-hmm. you know. Um, not not so much in Colombia. Well, Colombia has always been fucked up. There's a lot of crime there, and you get your phone snatched, from what I hear, very often. Uh, if you have an iPhone, three cameras is what they look for. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, that's what I've been told. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I think that um, these particular countries, I think it's just getting kind of worse in a sense for them, and they really want this entrance into mm. the United States right now, like. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes everything more complicated. So if you're hearing about things about, oh, there's so many people now at the border waiting because they can't apply the stuff they do with Mexico 
mm-hmm. anymore. So now it's like we don't have especially great relations with Venezuela. Mm-mm. So it's not like we can work with them like, hey, we're sending these migrants back. Mm-mm. So that we don't want like an American just pulling up in right. Venezuela right. either to return these people. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's making everything really crazy, I heard. Uh, I read an article. I read some news about it. And I was like, this is interesting. But um, it makes like their normal, like their normal routine to mm-hmm. return someone or have someone return mm-hmm. very tricky. So okay. you never know what's going to happen next. You really don't. You don't. You're right. Yep. The big increase. And I'm, I guess Cuba, Colombia, I'm, really, I'm not surprised. Yeah, because I've been I've been hearing Venezuela is very bad. I think it's like yeah, very bad. There's right? a very yeah. very rich, and then there's just poverty. Right, right here, it's kind of flattened out. But like a lot of Venezuelans actually have migrated and become refugees, kind of in Colombia. That from what I hear, oh. they're right next to each other. So okay, it's, that's it might be contributing to more of the crime that's already going on there. I'm sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. All right, guys. Well, we have a big we have a big special guest coming up here in a few minutes, and we're just gonna take a commercial break and be. We'll be back. Be with back. That guest. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. I was gonna... All right. Now we are okay. Okay. Hey, guys. What's going on? Okay, we're on video call. Where's Sino at? I don't know. Where's Sino? It's all right. Maybe he. Anyways, we have Von Von online. Von Von. Hello. I got I got do this without Sino. <laughs> I know. Don't be scared. It's like it's like in Wayne's World when Garth was alone. Remember, he's like uh, in front of the camera, like yeah. Oh shit! Don't worry. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Take your time. See now. Should we call him personally? How does this work? Hmm. Hopefully, he calls back. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Do you want us to? Um... I don't know if Sino was in on this when I said something about the video call. I I don't know. He didn't know that. Okay. Um, he, he probably, he's probably busy, like, not even knowing. He's blissfully not knowing about it. Do you want to loop Sino in? Can you do that from your end, Von Von? I'm trying to call him. Mm-hmm. My phone. Yeah, he's got to be. We've moved over to the popcorn. Uh, I'm just Snapchat. Okay. All right. Well, Yo. he's he's on the phone with Sino. Yo, Maybe not. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> oh, here we go. Hey. Sorry, uh, I don't know if you got the the message, but our first oh, voice yeah, podcast. I know. I, I thought we'd do it this way. Why not? We yeah. already had our whole mm-hmm. conversation. We might as well, you know. So, <laughs> go ahead. Go okay, ahead. so we just wanted to like go through some of the important keynotes of of your project and what you guys are are about and want to talk about today. Um, okay. The first, I guess, being the name of the YouTube series. Your your mo- your pro your YouTube series. Chicago North Pole Store. Yes. So tell us about that. What is what do you want viewers to know? Give about us a brief rundown on what is a Chicago exactly. North Pole yeah. story. It's about two boys who grew up in Chicago. They both gangbangers. 
feel They both game bangers, and one made it, and one didn't make it out. So I'm trying to get people to to know that the uh, the uh, streets ain't for everybody. So yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, it's a nice it's a nice story to tell. Um, and we also have we have Von Von here, and then we have Sino. Sino, yeah. Sino, are you in the movie? Uh, no, nah, I'm just writing it. Okay, <laughs> awesome. That's cool. Yeah, he's like the director. That's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. He's the Steven Spielberg movie. of this movement. Yep, I love this. And then you said eventually we can we can like transpire into your your movie somehow as like the beginning of yeah like, we the agreed. girls that interviewed you for the podcast about what your movie's about and you mm-hmm. tell the whole story about what happened to your brother. Um, you know, the guys that got him and everything and how they're still running around. They, they, they shot at, you said, they shot at your cousin, too. That's what you told us. And um, They shot my cousin first, then they first. killed my brother. Yeah, you said it was July 21st when they took your brother, right? Yeah, they shot him July 20th, but he died July 21st, the okay. next day. That was a real dude. He was a cool fellow. He I didn't bother. He, he used to be the one that used to walk around the dudes that was trying to gang back, you know? But he was the one that was cool out of all of them. He, he wasn't trying to stick you up. He wasn't trying to sell you no cocaine or nothing. Nah, he was just a cool dude. He was yeah. mannerable. Yeah. He was just, you know. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, he was around the wrong people. So is what was picture? What, yeah, is that him? Yeah. Let me move this. Oh man. He went to he went to military school and all that. Let me see. That's that's your uh, okay. I'm trying to see if you look like him. <laughs> yeah. I can see the resemblance. Yeah. You're two handsome young men. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. had dreads at first, but I cut it. No, I like it. I like it. Yeah, especially since, he, you know, <laughs> he went to military school. Yeah. In honor of him. Um, what was his name? Jared. Jared. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a nice name. That's a nice name. He seemed like a really cool guy. I could tell just from the smile on his face. He seemed really genuine about it. I like that. Yeah. What are you, what are you drinking on there? What are you drinking on uh, this, you know? Apple juice. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I bartend for 12 years. It doesn't look like apple juice to me. Let me see, you know. That's some lemon. That's it. Uh-huh. That's all it is. It's just, you know, it's a little bit of <laughs> some yeah. type of juice. Um, just some orange juice. I, I hear you. All right, good for you. It's good for you. You need that. Yeah, we had to. We had to drink for this podcast. Yeah, We've been drinking wine. We were drinking red wine. Nice Cabernet yeah. Penfolds. Yeah. yeah, see. I can't drink wine. I drink liquor. It's all right. You guys are young and you're men, so that's good. You should be drinking what you're drinking. That's I. You know, I bartend for a long time. I know what. When I hear a man ask for red wine, it's uh, I don't know. I wish he didn't. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Men are supposed to drink whiskey and cognac and, you know, brown liquor. Patron. Yeah, Patron is good. Yeah, well, you can tequila for everyone. Yeah, that's... That's my favorite, but... Oh, yeah, Patron is very really nice, very smooth. Yeah. Well, my sister gave me some, uh, she gave me some uh, Tito's. That's vodka. No, yeah, Tito's. Right. Yeah. Tito's it wasn't right on my stomach. I don't drink vodka. Yeah. I don't drink vodka. Vodka will get you, yeah. Stomach. Yeah, 
Vodka make, make you do funny things. Um, so, okay, one of you, uh, so, you know, you're in Minnesota, right? And then Von Von is in Chicago. By the lake. Yes. Yeah, by the lake. That's cool. Lake so dry. Damn, I've been there. Okay. I love I've been Chicago. to the Chicago, the pier, and yeah. they, had, they had the Bubba Gump Shrimp Factory. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a nice place. It tastes good. It was good. I, it was I doubt delicious. it. It might not have been. I know. It seemed commercialized. Yeah, My friend commercial. wanted to go in it, and I was just like, whatever, but yeah, she was insistent. Yeah. And for the most of the time, oh, we were in Pekin, Illinois. Pekin. Pekin, Illinois. It was nothing happening. And she told me Chicago, but it was really Pekin. We were going to see her family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was boring. Live in Chicago all my life. Right. I just, I just moved to St. Paul. Okay. You know? What do you think about it? You like it there? Nah. nah no. Uh, he, he, he back in Chicago. Let me ask I'm you this: man. Are there like a lot more like white people there where you are? And uh, are there, are you like outnumbered there? Like, because here I'm used to like being like a minority, which I love. I love it. I'm gonna say okay. So you know how in different cities it's yeah. usually. So got one neighborhood that's primarily black and you got some that's Mexican and Hispanic and you mm-hmm. know it's all a neighborhood that's like that out here yeah we don't, they don't have a neighborhood that's like specifically like for black people you know their neighborhood and that definition are like Somalians hmm. so like okay. Somalians are, are the black people you have to catch people who look like us you know what I'm saying like just regular African Americans who didn't come from straight Somalia or come from yeah if, right now African Americans who live in Minneapolis, they have gotten so messed up. They are all they're all drugged out. Really? They're all oh. they just sell weed, they sell drugs, they mm. just lay up with you know, who women who have apartments, they just lay up with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they sell drugs just to help pay their rent. Huh. It's not the atmosphere. It's nothing. You go to Minneapolis, it's nothing for our people. It's no food, it's no events really happening, it's nothing. Right. Honestly. Yeah. But when you go to Chicago, of course, it's yeah. and all that. It's like DC. Like I'm so used to like, yeah. I couldn't and imagine that. Like I feel actually uncomfortable when I'm around an area where there's all white people. I feel really weird. I don't. It's it's weird because I'm white, but like I feel weird. I don't feel as comfortable. I feel like you know they're like expecting more of me. Like I, I you know, I don't know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I can see. Yeah, like really, like looking at you in a way where it's like you need to meet a standard. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's just I don't know. It's they just of- seem very yeah, like judgmental. They're, of they're other very people. judgmental and like they almost like almost like they're scared, like, like competitive, uh, like, like they compare. Yeah. yeah, they're very competitive. I'm a scary white person to other white people. <laughs> people are able to live very comfortably, but out here, this, this city will try to teach you mm-hmm. that there are people that are better than you. Like they oh. lock doors. So you can't go in unless you have VIP access. Or if you have a friend inside of a location, they just watch you outside. You know, you have mm. to pay for parkings or you have to pay for a club or it's like, that's normal. But it's just the treatment that you get from the city. They treat you as if they are better than you. But that's really because this is a white state and they try to feed people that white mentality. I don't mean to disrespect. Oh, no, you know, I get it. Yeah. Like, really prominent thing like that's why our people constantly compete against each other because they taught us to do that you mm-hmm. know yeah it's a lot more pressure, pressure. i can imagine yeah 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the reason why we killing each other and stuff, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to see, like, man. Yeah, it's uh, this is... Um, the, I mean, they do this in D.C., but it's different. Like in our in the county in the county where we live, yeah, it's explain. okay. Like the statistic wise, if you look at that, if you look at all the households in this in this county, it's predominantly black. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? It's also the richest black county in America. Yep. So everybody is on the same socioeconomic, mm-hmm. you know, level. It, it, there's no tension. There's mm-hmm. no. You know, you know what I'm saying? In other parts of the you know, other cities, that's not the case. Mm-mm. You know, right. there's areas that are poor, that are in poverty, that are black. And then there's more areas that are fine that are white. And there, it just causes issues mm-hmm. on but top of But not here. Issues. No, yeah. not here. Like, it's very equal. Like, I never... I'm like, people... I know there's racism and all that. But here, where we are, it's like... I go into, like, the safe way or whatever... I'm the only white person in there sometimes. I don't even realize it. If I, if I really want to look around and like, oh shit, I am the only white person, but I don't even realize <laughs> it. I don't feel it. I just don't feel it. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. Right. <laughs> and see, that's like with this show, we're not like trying to make it all based off of racism. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So teach people where to go. Teach people how to really conduct themselves when they're walking through different situations or different neighborhoods. Or we want to express different situations that we know certain individuals have went through. And, you know, my life is probably way different than your life, you know? Oh, yeah. But we can both relate because we're both human. Right. So the whole purpose of the show is to just have people understand that we go through our trials and tribulations and we just want to show you what it looks like. That way, people will be less confused, thinking, oh, dang, all black people is just, just a bunch of crazy-ass people. Like, all they want to do is just gangbang, and they want to go right. fuck all that. Now, it's reasons why we act the way we do. So, that's what we're trying to use this show. Because like, sometimes they don't have father figures or other stuff. Their like, brothers killed, or they get jumped on because it'll be a gang in the neighborhood because you're a black kid just like them, but you're the one that speaks proper. You're the one trying to go to school. You're the one trying to become somebody. Mm-hmm. Then you're the one that gets jumped on. You get messed with. You get beat on. And mm-hmm. now you just gave up on all your dreams. Now you just want to get revenge. You just want to get your gift back. The dudes who wanted to leave you blood, they, you just want to get your lick back on them. You don't yeah. even care about those aspirations anymore because you just so you, you feel with so much pain. Like you rich of, of pain, not yeah. happy, not wealth, not you're rich of pain because you're just angry. you don't even care about your goals anymore. That's how that's the majority of how all these men is. They yeah. all grew up with goals and they just had it all beaten out of them. Yeah. <clears throat> Man. Yeah, and you guys are really telling the story. Like that's cool. Like nobody's nobody's really done something. I like feel this. like yeah, people Not go. Really. They have a hard time believing it until they see it. A lot of times, and so for you guys to be showing it to them, it's very important. Yeah, definitely. I really, I really can't wait till you guys get your your movie and your your film and what you're trying to do out there. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely gonna watch hey, it. Hey, I know how to put it on uh, Amazon Prime too. Oh, okay. Shoot. All right. Amazon Prime. Yes. I know how to put them I'm going to check that out. Definitely, we got to keep in touch, and you guys got to let us know. I, I can't wait. Because I know you guys have a good script in mind. I know you know what you're going to say and what you're going to do. You just got to get the right people and 
you know, everything else together. And it's going to be awesome. I could feel it. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you two are very, like, you two are some talented young men, I could tell. You have a lot to share. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, too. Thank you. I can tell, yeah, you're you're very committed to mm-hmm. it. Because we really just want to promote it for the people that's around us. We you have to, yeah. It's going to happen. They gonna, it's always going to be people feuding with each other and gangs trying to do sure. crazy stuff to yeah. each other, but we want to show it. We mm-hmm. don't want people to boom, dang, talk crazy. Oh, well, no, nah, let's, like, show it, you know? Right. And feel how this is a problem, you know? It's like when you watch that movie... And you never went through somebody's situation, but you see the situation in the movie and you connect it. You want people to like empathetically connect to it and everything, like feel it, like oh damn, like like be able to relate story. to yeah. it. Um, Definitely. Um, Medea, um, Medea goes to jail. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> yeah, bits and pieces. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I was young. This is just an example of what we're trying to. Do. Okay. When I was young, I seen, and you know, girl was a prostitute. And she was waiting outside at his door. And he walked up to the door and was like, dang, now I got to help you. He picked her up, took her in the house. But him doing that causes issues with his his fiance. But he was in love with this girl who became a prostitute. And as a child, I'm looking at this scene. I'm thinking, man, that is so sad. I will treat everyone I come across with the most respect. And I will make sure I never have a woman while I'm in a situation like that. Because that looks so depressing. Mm-hmm. But I never, but I felt it. Yeah. So it changed my yeah. perspective through life. I'm going to have a similar situation as that, but not in terms of how it happened in that movie, in terms of what happened to my friend's brother. Yeah. Whose brother who was killed due to... You just trying to progress in life, but you got all these people around you just trying to knock you off your sweat. And he, he was about to go to college, too. He was mm. he got accepted to Eastern University, Eastern Illinois University, wow. too. Yeah, he was trying to change his life. I always hear about stories like this happening to people when they're, like, changing their life and they're doing really well. It, it's like, mm-hmm. you wonder why this stuff happens sometimes. You try to find reason within it. Like, maybe it happened because, but I don't know. Nothing really makes sense at the time. You know, it never will, but. I go out into the world. I stop to him. Like, the devil is real, and the devil knows the largest threats to, to, to his kingdom. You know, because God has soldiers. And we going through this life trying to live to the best of our ability so we can get to God's holy kingdom. And for the devil to see, man, this dude, he's a really strong fellow. He's a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm make sure he's going to take his life. And that's how all these young men did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why a lot of our people, we don't follow religion. We don't believe in churches. Or, mm-hmm. The devil really has a strong grip on on our whole people because it's actually a generational curse that we're really going through. Hmm. And it's, it's a King James book. And it says, because we didn't follow the law, statutes and commandments, hmm. we're constantly going to curse. And that's why like our people, our dads don't want to be in our lives. Our mothers still want to be teenagers. We don't want to pray. We want to go on the street, smoke weed and gang bang all day. That's, that's we're sinning every day. So we're cursed. So we're going to keep being cursed. That's how our people live. We want to have fun. We don't want to think about that. We want to be on FaceTime and talk to girls. You're right. We want to go out to parties. 
want to go out and just sell weed. We just want to look cool. We want to have the latest fashion. I think it's that's fun. fun. I think it's fun to do. I never looked at it that way. A lot of people wouldn't take it seriously, but this is life. This is day to day. Like religion is real. This shit is real. Yeah. And the fact that we taking it seriously, that's what God said. We did not follow the stat- laws, statutes, and commandments. We're, we're not taking it seriously. So we're just going to keep having these chastisms onto our people. We're going to keep being like, like when you when your son do wrong, you're going to chastise him. God going to keep chastising us. He's going to keep taking our brothers from, from each other. You know, he's he going to keep our brothers and sisters trying to kill each other. And, you know, like Chicago is just like, Yeah, this is, I never, you know, you taught me something tonight because I never thought about it that way. You said a generational curse and it got my mind really thinking. It's like a, a light popped off in my head. Like, mm-hmm. shit, maybe he's right. Like, yeah, I mean, you guys are in yeah. the age range. We are constantly in slavery, not to keep bringing it up, but like Babylonian captivity, Israeli captivity. Then you got Egyptian captivity and modern day American captivity. Slavery's done, but right when slavery is over with, our, our civil rights movement is completely over. We are the first generation to experience real freedom. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What do they do with that? They put drugs in all of our neighborhoods and they teach our people cocaine. And it messes up everybody. All these kids got ADHD. All these kids just run around, they messed up our people. For real. That's why all our people be acting so think about here like so you know i think we can wrap up our interview unless there's anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap it up Yeah. I just can't wait to see where you go with this. I know. I know. I'm, this is exciting. I think I think you guys are going to put I know you're going to put 100% in and um oh, where can where can viewers go to see more of you guys? Like what what is your website again or your your social media ID? Uh, my Facebook is uh Uptown Vaughn. It's capital U. Okay, P T O W N space V O N. Okay. Okay. One N. Okay. Uptown Vaughn. I like that. Sino, you have anything? Do you have anything you want to share so people can follow you? If you want to follow me on TikTok, you can. I think I gave you. Yes, we have that. And uh, what is it? Okay, can you say that again? Because I have C N zero O S C H I C A Z O. Yeah, it's C-O-L-C-H-I-C-A-G-O. G-O, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you guys very much. Uh, we really enjoyed this interview. Fix that. Thank you again for the second time. We apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I was about to cook some steak over here. Do you guys like yeah. New York strip? Yes, it's just steak, you know, it's like a cut of steak. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know Chicago, I remember when I was there, there's a lot of steakhouses, so I know that's like the meat packing. And pizza. Yeah, kind of steakhouse down there. Hell yeah. Good stuff, man. That was like the best steak I ever ate was in Chicago. Oh my God. Really? Yeah, I didn't I have any steak in Chicago. Oh, she, she didn't know she's missing. But I noticed a lot of their seating style in restaurants, it's like cafeteria style. Where everybody's oh, sitting next of, to yeah. each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I noticed. <laughs> it's very German. It's like a German way. It's like a lot of Germans there. See, no, I got to say, you've got really nice teeth. They're very white and, like, straight. You've got... I just have to say that. Beautiful teeth. Uh, the dentist must love you. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> And your your friend thinks this Yvonne thinks this is hilarious, like I said that. I mean I could see him being on like a Benetton ad, like a model, like, you know, like Yeah. Mix it up with a bunch of other races. He could be in there like I could see this with him. It's got great bone structure and everything. Anyway. Okay. See now he's now he's checking out his he's checking out his teeth. <laughs> Yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> you make a great, you're like, a, I can see the future director in you already. I see this already. He's like, thank you, thank you. The way he's handling it, it's just great. Yeah. I love it. Right, wait, wait till he be at the BET <laughs> And we can say yeah. we knew this guy. We interviewed yeah. him before he was famous. This is freaking awesome. Yes. Yeah, he's he already has that mentality. He's like famous already. I can see it. He's like not he's even like caring. Not surprised. He's not surprised what he's hearing. He's like, yes, yeah. I know.